everybody, just a reminder to go see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock, 502 Texas Avenue. Best beer in Lubbock by far. Brendan and I can both attest to it. Great guys, great place to hang out with friends and great food trucks out there as well. But they were voted the best place to have a beer in Lubbock. Best of the West for this year. So go down and see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock. Now let's get to RRS in 10. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into RRS and 10. I am RC Maxwell alongside Brandon Solis. It is Wednesday, April 21st, halfway through the week. Brandon, how you doing, man? Good, good. You highlighted it halfway through the week. Always a good time. So um, we're, we've made it so far and uh, have the same amount of time left. And no spring football, which is uh, different for us, but still some, some things to talk about. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, to be expected, um, especially on the spring football front. Um, hopefully everybody got to go out and enjoy that kind of deal. It was fun. Um, not as um, structured as one would think, but still quality stuff out there. And uh, we wrote about it on the site. So be sure to go check out our recap of spring football over on redridersports.com and kind of what stood out to us during the spring game. Do want to shout out. We got a, a Big 12 uh, champion at Texas Tech in women's golf. Gala Demuse sank six go. birdies on the front nine and added her seventh of the day at the 17th to become the first Texas Tech women's golfer to win the Big 12 individual title in school history Tuesday at the club at the Carlton Woods in the Woodlands. It's awesome. There we go. So Good stuff. Yeah, quality, quality stuff from Gala, and I pray that I'm pronouncing her name right, but um, she's from France, and another cool part about this, Brandon, she's a freshman, a true freshman, so a true freshman wins the Big 12 individual title, so shout out to her on that, had to give some love, and really, I mean, other than uh, what was supposed to be Texas Tech baseball today up in Amarillo, and as I said, was supposed to be because they got postponed Due to weather conditions, it was snowing up in parts of the upper panhandle. Um, so Insane. Texas, te- yeah, no, um, where I graduated in Arkansas, they uh, they got uh, five and a half inches of snow today. So kind of crazy. Uh, what day is it? April 20th. Wow. Yeah. April 21st, April 20th. Yeah. No, it's kind of wild. Uh, but they will reschedule the game, the non-conference game against the Big Tw- for the Big 12 rivals. It'll be on Tuesday. So two weeks from yesterday up at Hodgetown. Um, television coverage is TBD, but I would assume that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Um, and as always, you can listen to the game on Double T 97.3. As for more baseball news, hey, got some awards in the Big 12 now. I know that uh, Texas Tech fans were feeling a little – jaded and slighted about uh not receiving some awards the past couple weeks well you got some now as montgomery mason montgomery was named big 12 pitcher of the week and patrick monteverde was named newcomer of the week um the red raiders have now racked up six big 12 weekly awards this season the left-handers this past week can bind to allow one run on four hits and 13 and two-thirds inning of work and their weekend starts 
to help the Red Raiders claim a series win at West Virginia. Brandon, they combined for 19 strikeouts, four walks, and limited the Mountaineers to four for 45 hitting. Yeah, uh, good stuff from two of your weekend guys, especially after you, uh, you know, you lose another arm and uh, uh, bird cell, correct? Yeah, bird cells out. Yep, rotator cuff. Just kind of trying to keep track of these injuries, man. It's it's really tough, but uh, obviously they're showing that they can get through it, which is nice, and uh, it's nice to see out of the pitching rotation as well because I think that was one of the more uh, loose ends going into the season, just because you lose Big John and. You know, all these arms you used to have in this nice bullpen. You had one of the best bullpens last year, and then COVID hit. And, you know, it's always uh, terrible to see somebody go down, but it's always nice to see the two guys, um, you know, get those awards in and get another series win. And I think that's what they'll tell you themselves is, um, you know, that they, they'll appreciate the awards, the accolades, but uh, another Big 12 series win is what really matters for them. Big weekend coming up for them as well with uh, Baylor coming into town. Yeah, sweep would go a long way in helping you stay in that Big 12 race as uh, TCU and Texas, who are in first and second just above you, play this weekend. So if you can get a sweep with Baylor, it'd go a long way in helping you go to Austin next weekend and really have a chance to uh, still be in the Big 12 race, which is absolutely crazy considering the arms you've lost and the guys in the order that you lost as well. So kind of crazy and a testament to Coach Tadlock and crew in terms of recruiting and getting these guys kind of in roles that they need to be in. It's taken a little while, but some of those roles are developing. But you really need to implement those roles here in the next couple of days, hopefully in the Baylor series. And then that way it's almost, quote-unquote, smooth sailing in terms of everybody knowing their role from here on out. More award season, this time on the softball team, as two Red Raiders – just like the men's uh, team, well, in terms of uh, with the sticks anyway. Uh, yeah. Missy Zoak and Yvonne Whaley, they uh, earned Big 12 Pitcher and Co-Player of the Week awards this past week. Missy Zoak, you might remember, um, had a no-hitter against Tarleton State on March 23rd. Whaley was named Co-Player of the Week honors for the first time in her career, um, sharing the recognition with Oklahoma's Tierra Jennings. Um, Whaley is having a career year. The Houston, Texas native leads the team in doubles with nine is tied for the team lead and hits with 42 and ranks second on the team with a 331 batting average, 15 RBIs, 22 runs scored in a total of 52 bases while the quote unquote super senior. Now Missy's out coming back for her extra year of eligibility went two and zero in the circle up against the Jayhawks and Lawrence uh, pitching two complete extra inning games to help the Red Raiders secure their first conference series win of the season, getting their first two conference wins of the year, Brandon. Um, she closed out the series on Sunday with seven strikeouts and another eight innings of work, totaling 23 strikeouts and 16 innings pitched this weekend. The right-hander leads the team and the conference in strikeouts with 105, averaging seven in a 7.3 strikeouts per seven innings. She also leads the squad in ERA, wins in a potent bad Poting batting average, um, excuse me, but hard for me to say. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's been a letdown of a year for Texas yeah. Tech softball. They thought maybe with the new coach, they would propel forward and everything. You're two and 10 in conference. And damn it, it doesn't get any easier this weekend as you got to go up to Norman and play a powerhouse in the Sooners. Um, but you like to see that the team is growing a little bit and actually showing flashes 
it just kind of sucks for girls like Missy Zoke and Carly Hamilton. It doesn't look like the postseason um, is going to be in the cards for them unless they win out and then make some noise up in Oklahoma City here in a couple weeks. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that while you were reading all that stuff off. And because last year, obviously, they did make it. And uh, this team was, you know, trending forward. And uh, two and 10 in conference play, obviously, not what you want to see. I guess they're, are the, I mean, are they technically out of it? I mean, anything I, I can like, happen. I mean, anything can yeah. happen in Oklahoma City, but all the cards are going to have to go your way, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be tough for them. But, uh, nonetheless, like you said, it, it does hurt for those uh, those veteran players that did get to. I'm I'm glad they got to experience it last year, but obviously the goal was to get back to that level, and I think that's every Texas Tech program uh, in general, just to get back to that postseason. You know, competing for championships, as a Kirby Hoka would say. But uh, nonetheless, uh, some flashes and some positives that do kind of give you some hope moving forward and. You know, you just kind of got to ride in that stuff and see how things go next year. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, season's not over. But, um, you know, baseball, on the other hand, you know, is doing their thing. And then softball, you'd like to be good in both diamonds. But, hey, you know, you'll get there hopefully with a new coach, a new system, and, uh, you know, things like that. That obviously comes with this sort of this sort of deal, just like men's basketball is kind of dealing with right now. But uh, nonetheless, good luck to those ladies. I mean, you know, I love going to softball games. I know you used to call them, and uh, is that correct, right? You used to yeah. be on the be on the mic. Yep. So, um, you know, they're fun. I'd go support them. You know, they're still you know giving it their all. Yeah, no, I mean, there's some quality athletes on that team too. It's just, um, and as you mentioned, I I think you meant 2019. Obviously, there was no tournament last year. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you meant 2019. Just wanted to clarify for everybody out there because I don't want people coming at you. But yeah, no, they had. A really quality team in 2019. Obviously, 2020 got cut short. Loads of talent on the team. Just feels like a transition year with the new coach, and hopefully things get going right. Speaking of um, getting things right and a new coach, Texas Tech men's basketball, Corey Williams, the assistant coach for Texas Tech. He's been uh, talking to some big-time recruits right now as it came out earlier today that Kevin McPherson from Arkansas Hoop Scoop tweeted out that per source Texas Tech assistant coach Corey Williams has talked to three 2022 national top 50 prospects from the state of Arkansas. Nick Smith Jr., um, a combo guard from Sylvania Hills. This is a popular name. Kaeli Ware. Everybody remembers him. The 6'11 forward and center um, from North Little Rock. And then De'Aaron Ford, a 6'4 combo guard from Magnolia. Again, We've seen Corey Williams and what he's been able to do on the recruiting trail. He had a top five recruiting class a couple of years ago at Arkansas. Also has got a couple of guys that are in the ESPN top 100 currently committed to Arkansas. Maybe they flip, maybe they don't. The biggest name is obviously Chance Moore. Um, the other name that kind of surfaced today was another top 100 player, actually a top 50 player. And if you want to get critical, top 32 player in Bryson Warren, but he's in the top in, in the, 2023 class, excuse me, um, from Arkansas. He's the 32-ranked player in the country, the fourth combo guard, the number one player in Arkansas. He got an offer from Texas Tech. So, again, Corey Williams already going out there really, really strong and trying to get some quality players down to the 806, and this is nothing but a positive sign. If you can go into previously your home territory, but now enemy territory, and potentially steal some quality, quality talent in the state of Arkansas, which is uh, – an underrated basketball state in some degree. Yeah, that uh, last part, you kind of took it out of my mouth there. I 
you know, top, uh, three top 50 guys there, including yeah. a big guy that could really do you some good if you land him. But uh, in general, I think this is a – it's not a breath of fresh air because we're kind of used to this kind of thing, but it's kind of just you're seeing this new staff. They're not taking a step back at all. They're, they know the brand. They know what they're they know what they they're selling. They got the Womble. They're not taking a step back in recruiting. They're not going to go, you know, try to get the you know the guys at the bottom of the bucket. They're going at the top, and uh, that that's very relieving. I think if you're a Texas Tech basketball fan, Texas Tech fan in general, just to and and he said it in his press conference with Sean Sutton that, you know, they're not just going to take a step back and you know just kind of get what they can. They're going to go after these top guys, and that's that's relieving to hear. And uh, if he manages to land one of those guys, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. And it's and it seems just like recruiting's kind of going well for them. Obviously, we're not inside there. We're not we're not them. We're not talking to these kids, you know, every day, and you know, talking to their coaches, mentors, however that works nowadays, and uh, hearing what they're actually saying. But seeing that they're actually doing this, and uh, I guess June second is the national day that everybody gets to go go back on the road. Yeah, June first. Uh, I think it starts at June midnight, 1st. right? At midnight, so okay, yeah, so that that's gonna be wild to see, because uh, you can start hitting the roads, bringing kids here. We saw with football, they brought some kids here already, yeah. and uh, you know, start showing off the Womble. I mean, that's gonna be huge. Uh, start showing some game film of you know two years ago when the USA was packed, because that's what's gonna be gonna be like. And guys like Marcus Santos Silva haven't even ex- uh, experienced that or Buzo. I mean- you think about it. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, half of your team currently in yeah. terms of commits and guys on the roster here in Lubbock have not experienced the full USA. No. And that's going to be a selling point. And that's going to be something that's going to be energizing for this team to where I think maybe last year, you know, you kind of did that kind of did affect them a little bit just because obviously it's out of your control. It's literally a pandemic. You can't do much about that, but uh you know, it does affect games in the USA, you know, like some of those really close ones that might have went your way, you know, and could have gone your way. But, you know, that's in the past, though. You're, you're now looking to promote that as your recruiting pitch, part of your recruiting pitch, at least. And, uh, yeah, Arkansas is going to be a huge spot for them. I'm, I'm liking the the Barrett Perry West Coast deal. And, you know, Mark Adams has his connections and seeing what Williams has. And then they still have an open spot, you know. Yeah. So, um. I, I'm just glad to see that the foot's still on the still on the gas pedal there. I will say this: I'd probably temper expectations when it comes to Arkansas kids. They they do leave sometimes, but historically, when you're a top, let's just go 100 to play it conservative. Typically, you do not leave the state of Arkansas. You just go to the U of A, um, the University of Arkansas. The last guy that I can remember that was a highly sought after recruit in terms of you know a guy in the top 50 that left the state. Um, and really had success was Malik Monk at Kentucky. Um, everybody remembers him. So it would be, it would go a long way um, if you could somehow develop a quote unquote pipeline to Arkansas. Because again, as I mentioned, it is a state that is um, underrated, especially Little Rock area yeah. um, in terms of a basketball city. It is very underrated. But if you can get Khalil Ware. I'm telling you right now, that's your starting center whenever he shows up on campus. That guy is an instant plug-and-play guy. Um, I mean, really, all these guys are, if you can get them on campus. And obviously, these are 2022 guys. Maybe they reclassify. I want to preface that and say that I'm just throwing that out there because really anything can happen nowadays yeah. when it comes to reclassifying. Yeah. 
it's a possibility. I wouldn't count on it, but it is really awesome to see that coach Williams is going back to his old stomping grounds. And I think another thing, this is a big deal in the sense that you could start hearing a little bit more chance, more buzz um, here in the next couple of days, chance more right now committed to the university of Arkansas. Coach Williams was his primary recruiter at Arkansas. I wonder if there might be a flip there potentially. Um, again, that's just me kind of throwing that out there because again, usually players don't commit to schools. They commit to coaches and we've seen yes. that. Um, and that's just the truth of the matter. But Brandon, I ain't got anything else, man. I mean, there's nothing tomorrow on the docket for Texas Tech yeah. in terms of athletics. We don't got anything until Thursday, I believe. Um, so, I mean, not, not Thursday, Friday. I'm sorry. So nothing until Friday right now. Um, again, I guess uh, have a good Wednesday. Go yeah. to Two Docs, have a beer if you need one. It's going to be cold here in the 806. Wear a jacket. Yes. I don't know who left the window open and decided to let mother nature to get cold again, but you got to chill. There's allergies. My guy, you got to chill oh, yeah. out with I've that. I've been a little under the weather. Yeah. You got to chill out with that. I might go pop a little bit of NyQuil and uh, take a nice nap as we record this on Tuesday, but happy Wednesday to everybody. Hope y'all stay safe for Brandon Solis. I'm RC Maxfield. You know where to get the latest Texas tech athletics news. I've been saying it forever now. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed already, I have no idea what the hell you're doing. It's redridersports.com.